0: You're listening to the Pimpcron Podcast. Welcome to episode 32 of the Pimpcron Warhammer Podcast. As always, I am your host, Pimpcron, from Bell of Lost Souls and Brutality. And I will be joined by plenty of different people tonight with several different topics, as I imagine you probably already know. So, You may be at this point in your day going, hmm, I wonder what he's talking about. This is the beginning of the episode, and I'm listening to it currently. Well, I will tell you in no particular order. The Get Brutal tonight, we're going to finish up the Sand Sea, which is in supplement number two of Lands of the Aether Realm. For my free rules, use your own models, skirmish war game uh, brutality. We also have a Tesseract mailbox, which is freaking hilarious where I get some spam emails, and Cronet uh, and I go over them and cannot stop laughing. We also have a, well, here's an idea, Trees, <laughs> with with Loremaster Alex, where I go in-depth to my absolute love of terrain trees. And believe it or not, there's actually a lot to know about terrain trees, because even though they are a common terrain element, there's not a lot of different companies that make them. And unfortunately, many of them make them a certain way, which really blows when the other way is much better. But you'll hear about that sooner than later. We also cover a Want That or Not with Artel W, which is a person that Loremaster Alex um, suggests highly for any of your third-party models for Warhammer. And uh, he's a big Artel W uh, customer and fan. He's bought a ton of stuff from him. And uh, I've previously mentioned, you know, Loremaster Alex is a huge, uh, highly customized um, Astro Militarum army. So we will cover that with Loremaster. And finally, we have a real talk with the Pimp Cron where I am joined by our local game store owner, JD, from Phoenix Rising Games and Comics. And he explains the retailer's point of view of GW, which some of you may really be interested to hear because... We always hear this whole, you know, hoopla where GW was really shitty to uh, retailers for a while and retailers hated them and they shut down, you know, spiky bits, I believe was the rumor on eBay. And, um, you know, they also uh, shut down, what is it, Mini Wargaming, I think, had a store online and they shut that down and they were kind of asshats for a while. But I am interested to find out exactly what JD thinks of GW compared to his other retailers or his other uh suppliers and i think that's about it so as always i'm excited for you guys to uh listen to the podcast as far as free time stuff um i've given no battle honors i played some games um haven't really painted because i've been very busy working on uh Pimpcron's epic war planner which is a uh, supplement and uh I won't go too much into it, but keep an eye out for that, because that is consuming all of my free time currently. Of course, besides recording and editing a podcast. So, I've blabbered on long enough, let's do this thing. Let's open the Tesseract Mailbox. Welcome to another edition of the Tesseract Mailbox, where all of our beloved fans write in or call in, that's really a joke. Nobody calls in. Everybody writes in and tells us things that we did not know or maybe asks things that they want to know.
1: I'm not really sure.
0: Today I'm joined with uh, Miss Cron. Hi. And uh, of course I am Lormas No, that's not me. I'm um, Pimp Cron.
1: You're having a personality uh, problem here, aren't you? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, okay.
0: So I have, uh, I want to break format just a little bit, and we always uh, read messages from people that wrote in to, you know, ask us things or whatever, and they're fans of the show. Well, today I have two special emails, and I figured I'd bring on uh, Cronet, and uh, why don't you read the first one at, okay. uh, at pimpcronetgmail.com. At
1: okay. So this one is with the subject gear racks. Dear Responsible Person.
0: Well, they've got the wrong person. I'm not responsible.
1: Uh, That is the truth. But Dear Responsible Person. It's funny that they actually capitalize the R and not the P. But anyway, we need (laughs) gear racks. If you can produce, please reply to me. Best regards, Mr. Zhang. Well... Mr. Zhang needs some uh,
0: gear racks. Somebody needs some gear racks. Now, what I'd be interested to know exactly what a gear rack is... Um, I think maybe he got me confused with. Hold on, let me come up with a, a, a quirky pun. Uh, Pimp Cron, Car Hammer podcast? No, no. Um, mm, I'll think of something.
1: Gear, like Full Metal Jacket, or what was the what was the movie or something?
0: Full Metal Jacket. You're thinking a uh, video game? Uh, metal there Gear, we go. Solid.
1: There we go. Close enough. Kind of. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not, I'm re- not, not really, at all really i'm
1: really up to my uh, up to date on that stuff they both
0: much. involve men and guns so and that's close enough yeah yeah um both of them were a uh, uh, very important part of uh mc childhood so um i just thought this was interesting so uh here's another bit of spam that is uh far more interesting than needing gear racks
1: Okay, am what's I- the sub- sub-
0: Yeah, what's the subject on this one? Am,
1: am I allowed to say this on oh. your podcast? Oh,
0: FCC ain't got nothing on me, yeah.
1: Okay, forward. Important! You have been recorded masturbating. What? I have record. I have- Oh, apparently they have some sort of video on you. Okay. Yeah,
0: it's- Anyway. It's, it's the email at, at uh, dot .mp4 is what it says.
1: Oh, Okay. Hi there. The last time you visited a porn website, you downloaded and installed the software I developed. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. How many porn sites have you ever been on?
0: I wanted to meet sexy singles in my area.
1: That's pro- I'm not the best one to tell that to.
0: Oh. Well, it's it was- an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it was a good excuse. Oh,
1: it's an excuse. Anyway, my program has turned on your camera and recorded the process of your masturbation. Well... <laughs>
0: The process, <laughs> the process of my masturbation. Well, it ended up being a really long video because I was lighting candles. I had incense burning. I got in my special robe, you know, that fluffy robe I like <laughs> with the uh, my little pony on it.
1: Oh, gosh. And, um, uh, we got to go and, on. Okay. Man, so. I, I got all oiled up. It was a pro. <laughs> it's quite a process. process. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, anyway, my soft, my software has also grabbed all your email contact lists. Oh, no. And a list of your friends on Facebook. I don't have friends. Well, then there's not much to this anyway. So I have, um, something with you jerking off. To porn as well as a file with your contacts on my computer. Why are they keeping it on their computer?
0: I don't know. I should hack them.
1: Why are they watching your porn of you watching porn? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Now that, you know what? It's like Twitch. People watch people playing video games.
1: Ah, he likes to watch watch (laughs) you in the process. (laughs) He'd be watching me Twitch. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, it says you are very perverted. (laughs) <laughs> you're telling me it's a process it's a real
0: I gotta tell you folks it's a real process
1: <laughs> anyway I gotta calm down <sighs> okay if you want me to delete both the files and keep the secret you must send me bitcoin payment not not a bitcoin payment or just... Bit- bitcoin payments it's just me bitcoin payment mm. I give you 72 hours for the payment. Okay. If you don't know how to pay with Bitcoin, visit Google and search.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, honestly, this is a little heavy handed, but that was thoughtful.
1: Uh, I was glad they directed you in the right direction, right? Yeah. uh, Send me... It looks like two dollars, but I guess it's supposed to be a comma.
0: Oh yeah, it's, it's two thousand. It's supposed
1: to be two. Okay, so two thousand, but it's really just two with three dots after, with a a period and then three dots. So, two thousand U.S. dollars. To this Bitcoin address as soon as possible. Should I like read out the Bitcoin? So in case anybody wants to pay on your behalf,
0: (laughs) it's like paying my bail. Please, please go on this website and pay my porn bail.
1: The honest truth is, I don't think anybody's going to pay because they want to see the process.
0: (laughs) Oh, it's such a process.
1: (laughs) Anyway, sorry. Um, one Bitcoin equals. $3,850 3850 US dollars. That's a really good conversion rate there. Oh, um, oh,
0: crap. I didn't even notice that. So wait, wait. They want 2,000... No, no. They want 2,000 bit...
1: No, they said US U.S. dollars. So they they want oh. 2,000. They don't... And actually, I, I think I had... Yeah, I'll say, I see down there. So anyway, so it says um, one Bitcoin equals three... It's nice. They this, even gave you the conversion. This is so, really nice. So send exactly... bitcoins to the address provided above. Well, that
0: seems kind of reasonable.
1: Well, then they say, do not try to cheat me. Uh, I was just thinking about cheating him. Uh, As soon as you open this email, I will know you opened it. I am tracking all your devices. Oh, he's got all my devices now? All your devices. Damn it. Um,
0: What about my Wi-Fi
1: dildo? Go ahead. I'm sorry, I'm trying. It's actually Bluetooth, not Wi-Fi. Um. Anyway, uh, where am I at? This Bitcoin address is linked to you only, oh, so wow. I will know when you send the correct amount. When you pay in full, I will remove both files and deactivate my program. Hmm. Um, that's very nice of them to do that for you.
0: And I trust that he would, honestly. He's, He's been, given I me plenty he... of instructions. He even gave me the exchange rate.
1: I mean, that's actually really and, nice. And
0: he hasn't shown anybody my process <laughs>
1: yet. You gotta stop <laughs> saying that. Seriously, I can't stop laughing. When what
0: you... a strange phrase for
1: masturbation. Oh, that's indeed... <laughs> Anyway, if you don't send the payment, I will send your masturbation video to all your friends and associates. Well, jokes
0: on him. I've already uploaded it to Facebook. <laughs>
1: <laughs> From your you contact I got banned list. about a week ago. I was wondering why you yeah. got banned. It was
0: like uh, Pimpcron went live and then it got taken down real quick.
1: Well, it was well, never, I can't say it again. <laughs> anyway, so here, here are the payment details again. So he repeats oh, himself, again? He or repeats... him or she, I don't know. Well, I'm assuming Shim? it's a guy. Okay,
0: women uh, don't know that men masturbate, so that's... and
1: women, well, although oh, a woman would probably refer to the process as a, as pro- a process. <laughs> anyway, you can visit police but nobody can help you oh no i know what i am doing i don't live in your country I obviously thinking, i would figure with the language uh conversion I was issues just thinking, there
0: maybe i should go to the police i don't think he knows what he's doing
1: that well at this point we don't go to the police because he doesn't even live in this country
0: yeah and he does know what he's doing he
1: does and he's also um I says i know how to stay anonymous hmm makes sense don't try to deceive me i will know I was just it.
0: gonna see he's,
1: he will know he's, it immediately he's tracking your device he's inside my head i was just thinking of deceiving him and my spy software is recording all the websites you visit and all keys you press
0: do you think that he even knows when i set my uh cell phone to vibrate and my vibrator to cell phone mode
1: you yeah. Your vibrator goes to cell phone mode. That's <laughs> really a, dangerous. It's, <laughs> it's ex- a Bo Burnham. That joke. actually explains why I've gotten some weird calls. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, okay. So where am I going here? Uh, I don't even know. I've I've where, lost. Yeah. Life where here. are we now? Don't try to deceive me. Okay, I will do. Okay. Uh, if you do, I will send this ugly recording. Yeah. No, wait a
0: second, right there. It's it is not beautiful, beautiful. It, it is, is <laughs> a. It is a beautiful and natural process. <laughs>
1: We're never going to get rid of this email Um, It's like it goes on for pages I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway okay so don't try to see me you got that if you do i will send this ugly recording to everyone oh you gosh. know including your family dude, i guess I you get know a the lot point. of point a lot of the people we know don't even use facebook or email i guess they're That's, just gonna print it off and fe- send it via yeah, snail mail dude
0: i get pictures? the pictures okay like, wasn't gonna be a slideshow look you gave me the conversion rate you gave me the link you gave me exactly how much it is in usd okay he, he
1: reiterated and
0: it. then he reiterates how to do it Tells me not to go to the police because he knows what he's doing and can stay anonymous.
1: Okay. Okay. So don't cheat me. Don't forget oh the God. shame if you ignore this message, your life will be ruined. Wow. I am waiting for your Bitcoin payment. You have 70, 72 hours left. Anonymous hacker.
0: Wow. Hacker
1: man. Hacker man. Now let me see all crap. When when was this actually sent? Because you might be over the 70- oh no. It uh, was on
0: Friday, so you're screwed, dude. Oh, man. That's, that's a, see, the thing that I'm worried about is when they finally send this video of my process. <laughs> <laughs> you're beautiful and natural. <laughs> <Of> my <laughs> process. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when they, I, my, the thing that upsets me most about this is not that I have to pay the $2,000 because I'm not going to pay it. But what really upsets me is that all my friends and family are going to have to see this video for a second time. Because I've already sent it to all of them. Well, so
1: I I don't know what to say to that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So um, I am definitely making a Twitch stream, though.
1: Apparently, it's worth keeping on his computer. So you may actually have some some money in
0: that. I I have to tell you, it's quite the process.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think that's done. I think we're done. Anyway...
0: Uh, this was not actually sent to me. This was sent to our, uh, uh, in my, my real life jobs email. And, uh, it was not even directed to me. It was, anyway, it's pretty funny because, uh, the computer and the email that they sent it to does not even have a webcam. It is a desktop computer. So, uh, I don't know what he got, but it doesn't have a microphone either. <laughs> so he didn't, <laughs> I don't know.
1: I don't know what he was watching.
0: Yeah, I don't know who's watching he's watching either. He's got something on his,
1: on his computer that he keeps watching, though. He's got it saved in two places.
0: Anyway, uh, that came up in our business uh, spam folder, and I can't imagine why. <laughs> and uh, I just thought that was hilarious. So, uh, yes. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you for being on. And um, uh, that's uh, that was just the highlight of my day. Uh,
1: now it's the highlight of mine.
0: <laughs> Bye want that or want that not It's time for want that or want that not. Today this Pimpcron, I'm joined with Lore Master Alex.
2: Hey guys, how are you doing?
0: And he had something he wanted to bring up to us, and what would that be?
2: Well, as you guys know, more than more than anybody else, I'm a big fan of customized models and doing a lot of kit bashing.
0: I thought you were going to say autoerotic asphyxiation.
2: Well, that too. But, I mean, <laughs> I figured we've beaten that dead horse already. Yeah. Um, as well as me. Uh, <laughs> aside from the point, um, Artel W.
0: So that's A-R-T-E-L and then space W.
2: Yes. He has an account on Etsy. He also has a Facebook uh, uh, buyer's page too if you want to go on there. But this guy makes some of the most detailed third-party miniatures I have ever seen.
0: Yeah. They're they're really nice. They're twenty eight millimeter, and it looks like they're resin, or are they plastic?
2: Uh, they are resin. Okay. It's injection molded resin, mm-hmm. which means that he has his own laser etched uh, molds. Uh huh. So what's nice about that is its consistency with the product that you get.
0: Well, I'm looking here. So specifically today, we're going to be talking about his um models that would. Okay, what are what are they actually called? They are called law enforcement unit. And it's got, uh, the it's the Wolfie edition because it inclo- includes a cyber dog. But what, without actually saying, you know, that these are those models, what could they be used for extremely easily, master?
2: They can easily be used for Judge Dread models or for the local Arbite. Yep. For any uh, Hive City gang warfare game that is made by Games Workshop, whose name will be not said here, Necro- <laughs> Necromunda.
0: Yeah, these, these are really gorgeous models. Um, they have serious, serious attention to detail, which is pretty nice. Yeah. Um,
2: and I believe he actually specifically built these guys for Necromunda, or mm. if you want to use them as Tempest or Scions or Veterans.
0: Well, it makes sense, because this, this group is five uh, Arbites, which actually we found out the proper pronunciation should be Arbites, which sounds stupid, but that's... Yeah, like Astartes, Custodes, Arbites.
2: How did you come up with um, this?
0: Because uh, the root word is a Latin word. This is from that episode. Uh-huh. Um, the root word is a Latin word, which is to arbitrate. Yeah. Arbiter. Yeah. But there's no such thing as an arbite. That's not a word. That's a word GW made up. So when you're looking at art, T E S or D E S in Latin, it's ease. So cust, uh, I mean adeptus, Astartes, Custodes. Astardes, custodes I always said custodes. Yeah. But comes out. I come to find out, that is a word, and it's custodes. Yeah. So um, we have to make the leap that it is arbitees, not Arbites.
2: I prefer Arbites.
0: Yeah, I do too. But whatever. I I, pre- I prefer goss and not gauss. But hey, I, I gotta admit, what I'm wrong. So um, these are really these are really awesome models, though. I mean, they it's a five man squad. They have um, four regular guys and a heavy weapons guy. Plus they have a cyber dog that he's named Wolfie. And the Cyber Dog is sweet looking, too. It's all robotic. It's
2: definitely something you would see the mech create. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Um, also, what I really like is that all of them, like, there's so much little tiny details. Like, they all have holstered pistols, mm-hmm. which are actually net guns, I believe. Because, or Webbers. Yeah, Webbers. Yeah. Because in uh, the Dark Heresy books, if you played an Arbite character, uh-huh. you got a web gun as your sidearm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And... um is cool about these is they also have, like, these... I would assume they're, like, almost like bolters at this point. I don't know if they're really auto guns. Would you say they're auto guns?
0: Oh, well, the, the main picture, they have shotguns for sure. Yeah. But you're talking about the other kit. So yeah. that, that's one thing to bring up on this, is that these are all multi-part models. They have the torso and the legs as one piece, and then the arms, the head, the weapons, and all that are different. Yeah. But um, the main picture of them is holding shotguns, which is what you pick picture when you talk about our Ar- Arbides, that you, yeah. you think, you know, shotguns. But the other one looks like it could be analogous to a bolt gun.
2: Yeah. But if if you look at it, I'm thinking maybe it's just a really, it's a heavily upgraded auto gun. It could be. Yeah. Yeah. Which would make sense because they are law enforcement. So they're probably going to be using, you know, what is more readily available and Mm -hmm. just upgrading it to suit their needs.
0: Now, I always felt like um, the Arbites, if I was going to make like a custom fandex or whatever for them, I always felt like I would probably use Space Marine Scouts. Yeah. Because they have a four up, in, 4 up save, which is not crazy good, but it's decent. Yeah. And then that extra toughness, even though I'm sure they're not genetically modified, you could say that's somehow in their armor plating. And yeah, they might have and like and an that. exoskeleton
2: in the yeah. armor. You know what I mean? And something they give them a little extra oomph yep. in the fight.
0: And as far as the rules go, scouts can take shotguns and scouts can take bolt guns, which are both what looks like these are options for. And
2: you can give them a heavy weapons wo- uh, guy as well in yes. a scout squad.
0: Yep. So um, uh, the heavy weapons guy looks like he's got three different guns.
2: Yeah, one looks like a, like a, almost like a laser weapon.
0: Yeah, one looks like a Gatling gun.
2: And then one's a flamethrower. Yep. Which is badass.
0: Oh, absolutely. And, um, it also comes with, uh, you know, the, the five pistols, like you said, that are holstered. Yeah. And the option for five of the truncheons or the, uh, nightsticks.
2: Which is funny because you know in Judge Dread, do you know that they don't call them night sticks? They call them day sticks Uh-huh. because they they say that it's described as being almost like a baseball bat and a tomfa being combined. <laughs> okay. And they call them day sticks because they beat the living daylights out of you with uh, them.
0: makes sense. Yeah. Um. So these are um. These are really hot. These are these are really cool models. I really like them. Um. Now they are a tad bit expensive. Uh. They are sixty dollars for these six models uh which is pricey that is pricey so it would be perfect for like you said Nukramunda, something like that
2: yeah
0: um it would be a little expensive in order to build a whole army out of this but agreed but honestly we see this price anyway with gw yeah i
2: mean how much we, do you pay for a group of scions now
0: oh i'm pretty sure that's 50 or 60 dollars yeah for five scions so i mean it's yeah. really no different
2: yeah um and i mean you're also getting the same level of detail absolutely as you would from a games workshop model which is the reason why i was like i had to i have to promote this guy because yeah it's beautiful also one of the nicest guys you could possibly talk to really yeah
0: it's funny too because he has 281 reviews right now on etsy and and he's a five star rated yeah that's that's pretty awesome yeah um so, of course, you know, um, all of this is not specifically Arbides, but it definitely very easily could be used for Arbides.
2: These futuristic law enforcement agents.
0: Yes, with their robotic dog. Um, <laughs> six guys for $60. Um, would you would you want this, Loremaster?
2: Not only do I want this, I actually own this.
0: Oh, well, there you go. Um, I absolutely would want it. It's yeah. definitely thumbs up. These are these, are, I mean, look at the heavy weapons guy there. the The amount of detail on these models is crazy. It is GW level detail. Yeah. Um. A lot of people talk crap about uh, Mantic, um, not always having the level of detail GW has. Yeah. This has that same level of detail. Agreed. Um. Just like uh, Weird Miniatures or Um Wild West Exodus, they have a real high level of detail. Yeah. These are just. I feel
2: like these are very similar in the level of detail as Wild West Exodus. Yeah, and I
0: know um, we keep mentioning detail, but just. Go to his site. It's um, what was it um, A R. Well, yeah, it's at Etsy, Etsy. but his profile is um, A R T E L W.
2: Capital W.
0: Capital W. And um, it just it's it's really insane. All the little rivets, like see all the little strap strap lines there, and yeah, and yeah,
2: it's just it's it's literal model porn. It
0: it really is because you know I know we're making a big deal about this, but from third party sites you and don't expect as a expect... guy who
2: does a lot of modding trust me i've seen some really horror story stuff
0: and you don't expect that level what's of even
2: crazier is i feel like this is better detail than you get from forge world when oh it yeah it comes to resin yeah you know? I'm,
0: I'm generally unimpressed with with uh forge world yeah but um so this is definitely a want that for pimp Cron and and want that for Loremaster master alex or have that it's not a want that it's a have that it's,
2: i want more want more there you I go. want to at least make a veteran squad of these guys <laughs> and arm them all with shotguns. Yeah. So I could use them as veterans in my uh, as an elite choice. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I think that'd be a lot of fun.
0: That is awesome. So, and once again, uh, we have not been asked to say this about Artel W. Uh we have not been solicited. We're not paid for this. Yada yada. This is not an advertisement. This is just something that's really really cool that we thought it would be neat to use.
2: Yeah, and we definitely want to just want to give this guy some publicity cuz it's just such a solid looking models that he does.
0: Yep. So, check out Artel W on Etsy, and uh, we will check you out next time.
2: Bye.
0: Now, here's an idea. On this segment of, well, here's an idea, Loremaster, and Al- Loremaster Alex and I have wood. Lots of it. Yeah, me not so much.
2: Well, a desire to talk about wood.
0: Yes, we both love wood. So, what we were talking about is that um, there's actually a lot to know. Uh, I guess this would be a guide, you could say. This is a guide to model trees for your terrain. Now, anybody uh, that knows me personally knows that trees are my favorite terrain feature
2: of yeah, the board. Yeah, and they really do tie in because they give you a lot of elevation.
0: A know? lot of elevation, a lot of color. Yeah. If you're doing like a town, you need elevation and color. You also need a lot of small scatter train where trees yeah. fit in perfect. Absolutely, they're not a big ass building. They're not, you know, big hill. They're not. They're tiny little throwaway stuff. Yeah. But the more detail you add to your board, the um, the better you are, and the more that you can get into it. So over the years, um, I have become a bit of a tree connoisseur, and a I've, tree fiend. A tree fiend. A tree hugger. Uh, actually, Tim calls me a tree hugger because I love my trees. And every time that he knocks over, like he'll reach across the table and accidentally knock over trees, like you and your damn trees.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, oh man! I uh, guess that's why he drives so many tanks.
0: Yeah, he yeah. just knocks them over. Yeah. Just so um, he's not a
2: fan of Arbor Day.
0: No, no, he he hates Earth Day and Arbor Day. Um, now we're just talking crap about Tim. But um, anyway, so there are very several different types of uh, tree terrain. That you can buy, and some they're not all created equal. I can tell you that much.
2: Agreed, agreed.
0: So one of the most common ones that people try to buy is the um, like the HO scale uh, model train trees. trees, and
2: which can kind of be a catch twenty two because either sometimes they can be a little too big or a little too small. You know what I mean? That's true. Um, it's very much a Goldilocks story where you have to find the ones that are just right. You know?
0: That's true. Um, but also, I don't like the composition of those trees because a lot of them have, um, I can't recall what it's called, but there's a certain type of flock that's a crumbly flock.
2: Yeah, and it gets everywhere, it falls off.
0: It almost looks like the end of Cauliflower. It's real crumbly.
2: Yeah, and it's the problem with that is because those kind of trees are built for train ter, ter, terrain sets where... They're not going to be moved around a lot. Yes. They're going to stay trans, like you know, very much in one position for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Whereas for us being war gamers and hobbyists, it's a lot harder for our hobby to have them stay in one specific spot.
0: Well, because you're either transporting your stuff to an event, transporting your stuff to the store, or just changing the battle, moving yeah. moving trees around, or whatever. Scattering
2: terrain out, changing up the layout.
0: So that crumbly flock stuff, uh, people love to glue that special HO. Le, you know, um, size train yeah. companies love to sell you these things with this crumbly flock glued on. But over the years, you'll find that that flock just falls off. It's exactly. just, it's just crumbly. Yeah. So I do not like that at all.
2: It's probably you, like a price thing, really, if you think about it's it. probably way cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. They um, have like, they're probably the company that makes the trees also owns the company that produces the flock.
0: <laughs> no, probably. And, uh, <laughs> uh yeah, a big... Uh, it's kind of like big pharma. It's like yeah, big flocka. A big big <laughs> flocka, yeah. Would
2: you say that there's a flock of flame involved? With yes. This? Yeah.
0: So uh, the other way that HO scale trees usually go is they have this weird gossamer like. Uh, almost, uh, what's that fake cobweb stuff? It's like cotton. Oh,
2: silly string?
0: No, 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 no. Stuff for Halloween. They stay. Oh, yeah, like they, the webs
2: that you can put out on bushes and stuff? Yeah,
0: and they spread it out and stretch oh, it. Oh, God. Well, they have this green stretched out, like, cotton all over these trees, and that is not durable at all. Looks
2: like snot.
0: Yes. Yeah. And that is hot garbage. So don't, don't buy those either.
2: Because this also, uh, I believe is a temperature affected, too. That, that stringy stuff.
0: I guarantee their humidity affected yeah. if nothing else. Cause
2: remember I've left a couple in like plastic tubs in my back of my car when I was moving warm and stuff around and I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, I'll just get it later. It's just terrain. And I went out to my car later and it had all basically pooled down to the bottom tree. <laughs>
0: that that's probably because of humidity. Yeah,
2: I had to basically put them down old yeller style. <laughs> like out back. You know, sobbed a little, yeah. You know. Uh,
0: email from PETA incoming. Yeah. <laughs> So <laughs> look,
2: as far as I'm concerned, the Pete is a little busy with the Irwin family. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: So, um, so you might be asking, okay, this is more than I ever wanted to know about model trees. What exactly, what tree should I get if I'm going to get a model tree? Yeah. This
2: is actually one of the things I, questions I asked you was like, what, what tree do you think is the best then?
0: Okay. Well, there's a particular model tree called a bottle brush tree
2: fuck is that
0: and it is a brush you know like the type of brush with a handle that you might have at your kitchen sink where you you it's a brush at the end of like a twisted wire
2: oh yeah yeah and You
0: shove it in the bottle like to clean a baby bottle or sports bottle or whatever Or
2: if you want to get into like a deep glass
0: yes yeah and um they you know they come in different shapes and sizes but um the best most durable most useful most valuable type of uh terrain tree is a bottle brush tree where they have glued a hard green flock on the bristles of it. Hmm. Now, the issue here is that GW used to make bottle brush trees that were awesome. They were, um, you know, there's two different types of, two main different types of trees. The deciduous trees, which lose their leaves in the fall, etc., etc. Like tree, pine, um, apple trees, pear trees, that sort of thing. Then you've got the coniferous trees, which are um, your evergreens like um, uh, Leland's and pine trees and whatnot. Right. So... Um, they used to sell deciduous trees that were nice and round. GW did like in the probably early 2000s. Before,
2: yeah, I remember those ones. Yeah, Before
0: I got into it, but yeah. you're into it. And um, luckily... Those bleak,
2: are some sexy trees.
0: They are. They're nice and round. They're very nice looking. They got a plastic trunk and Ooh. they're super, super durable. You cannot hurt these things unless maybe you stepped on them. Yeah. And um, that is the way to go. They're very hard to find now um luckily bliggity blam steve gave me an entire case of these trees because he's like i don't want them here take them and l- later i found out they're worth like 150 dollars worth of trees because everybody wants these round deciduous trees
2: yeah but the thing is uh, you're never going to give up those trees because you want those trees. absolutely
0: not <laughs> no and i've been online looking for more that's why i know this part that you cannot find nobody seems to make bottle brush uh deciduous trees for some reason, if you go online and you look for model trees that are bottle brush, it's every...
2: A, it's the great conspiracy of our time.
0: Yes. And um, just like the flat earth. Um, <laughs> all of the the, uh, the trees are conifers. I mean, uh, conifers. So it's the, like pine
2: trees, evergreens. Pine
0: trees, evergreens. They have that triangle shape Very them. cone-like. Yep. Yeah. And um, uh, they have that triangle shape. And they're fine. They're all well and good. And they're
2: nice trees, but the problem is is you can't use that same type of tree in every climate because it just doesn't work.
0: Certainly, if you're doing a jungle board, yeah. you can't use those. Um, if there's any sort of like lava or desert, you're not going to find those trees. Yeah. Um, but what you could do is um, uh, they are good for snowy regions. Yeah. So if you can only find those bottle brush trees that are the, the triangle shape, they're great for snowy regions, like if you had a a snowboard or snow mat. Um, but it's really nice the the best look that you can achieve with your trees is that if you have um, deciduous trees mixed in with conifers, so you have some. Hopefully, you have different height trees as well. Yeah. But also, you have some triangle trees. You have some round trees, and it it gives it a really really good look to it. Yeah. Um, but, it's all not
2: the one size, you know.
0: Yeah, it's if everything's uniform, that sucks.
2: Like uniformity is nice in certain situations, but in nature, there's no. no such thing as uniformity. Absolutely not. So it's one of those things that it adds a sense of realism.
0: Yep. And know? there's attention to detail there. Yeah. Um, now, so- of
2: course, even um, what are they, what do you call the round trees again? They're uh, they're deciduous. Deciduous trees, uh, even deciduous trees, and the other types of trees, the conifer trees. Uh-huh. Neither of those are going to be useful, like in a wasteland scenario. No. Which, so then again, that's when, like, the, the a, a solid plastic, like, dying tree is perfect. mm mm-hmm. um, And those, I think, are now one of the things you can get pretty easily from Games Workshop.
0: Yeah, they have those um wildwood.
2: Yeah, wildwood yeah. trees. And I've seen people take those and actually, like, combine them with, like, real-life twigs. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, and, like, really got some stretch and bang for their buck out of those. Yeah. And uh they look great. You know what I mean?
0: So if so if you can try to find bottle brush trees above everything else because where they have the hard green flock glued to them, because you will never touch them ever again. Uh I do know that the bottle brush trees, one place you can get them is one of my favorite websites, terrainsforgames.com. Oh yeah. And they have whole forest like packages that you can
2: and Don't we- they also own my favorite website, Candy for Kids? <laughs> what? <laughs>
0: uh, no, they don't oh. um and uh i l I know you like to stay on the the candy trends, yeah. you know what what the kids are eating nowadays yeah. you know, like I so got this, yeah, so uh, the cool thing too about trains for games is that they have um when you buy their their tree sets, yeah. They also have um, cut-out templates similar to the Wildwood trees for GW. Mm. They have flocked templates where you know where the edges of the trees are. Mm. So for 40 and Age of Sigmar, being that they only have area terrain nowadays, yeah, you can actually, when you get into that group of trees, you can take the trees out and you still know where the outline of the trees were. Yeah. Um, so that's also kind of nice from them, at least. Yeah. But um, once again, though, they only sell the triangle bottle brushes. They, for some reason, nobody sells the round bottle brushes anymore. It's the
2: great conspiracy of our time, I'm telling you, man.
0: There are actually articles online that I have found because I've looked this far into it. Are you serious? Yes. There's articles online. Well, not about the conspiracy, but articles online on how to make your own bottle brush <laughs> trees. Yeah, and they go through the whole thing of you know soaking it in Elmer's glue or whatever, and then putting the hard flock on it. Um, people use they will um they will paint sand green, and then glue. The green sand on top of the bottle brush to make these trees. Um, the whole the whole name of the game for uh, terrain trees is making them durable because otherwise those HO scale trees they're
2: they fall apart they
0: fall apart and yeah. why are you gonna spend fifteen dollars on some trees and then a year later they're worthless yeah so I have talked more in these ten minutes than I have ever talked about uh, tree train
2: and surprisingly I no longer have wood because we've talked <laughs> so much about wood. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, thank you for being on and letting me talk at you about trees.
2: Thank you for making me not have wood anymore. (laughs) Take care, guys. It's been four days. It's been four days. (laughs) Four long, hard days. (laughs) Kickstanding.
0: That's right. All right. Thanks for
2: being on. See you, guys.
0: Now it's time for Real Talk with Pemkron. Hey everybody, it's the Pimpcron and today I'm joined with a dear friend of mine. Uh this is JD from our local store Phoenix Ga- Phoenix Rising Games and Comics. I can't even say the store name that I go to every right. single week. That's
3: okay. Uh that is very thoughtful of you. I think you're a very kind and handsome
0: man. <laughs> He's sitting far too close to me so, too while we while we're saying this. Don't worry, I won't get any closer. <laughs> So, today I wanted to uh, to meet with you and discuss exactly what retailers might think about GW compared to other companies, because mm-hmm. obviously as a store, you deal with a lot of different companies and distributors or whatever. Yes. And I was curious exactly how that's stacked up. Sure. If that's really a phrase. S- uh, stacked up. Stacked up. Yep. Doesn't sound right to me. It doesn't. All right. Well. We all know you're Stuck so up. It's no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> See how they stuck up right that's that's past tense yes, yes. okay, so like um quite stuck <laughs> so the first thing uh that is the most relevant recently in news is exactly the uh, the price hikes for everything from paints to start collecting boxes and all that. Mm-hmm. What exactly is your opinion of it from a retailer standpoint?
3: Um. so I'll say my personal thing first uh so essentially uh I think that they're kind of missing the boat on the in the paint department because uh, it seems like a lot of people these days want the dropper pots, um, and the dropper pots from other companies uh, tend to be cheaper than the Citadel paint pots, and they still continue to increase the price on them. Uh, personally, I do like their paints. I just wish that they weren't continually going up in price. Um, from a business standpoint, I don't think it's that big a deal. I think they're I think they're probably going to change how they're packaging their paints soon, because the last time they rolled out a different paint program was about two and a half years ago. So I think that might have something to do with it. Um, As far as, you said to start collecting boxes as well, correct?
0: Well, first I'd like to chime in on the paint. Um, sure, yeah, yeah. uh, You know, Vallejo gives them a run for money, and also Reaper has their own paint uh, thing. We've already discussed with McStorman. Yes. Uh, He loves their paints. But I'm a big fan of GW paints, but you're right. If they would switch to a dropper, they would be definitely in the same ballpark as... um, I think even um, uh, Army Painter is droppers, aren't they? Army Painter, yeah, and they're they're about. I think they run about
3: three dollars and thirty cents for a, a pot, which is almost almost a dollar and a quarter less than uh, uh, GW stuff. So
0: that's crazy. Have you
3: used any of the other paints besides GW? Oh yeah, I've tried uh, Army Painter stuff, um, and I pretty I'm pretty sure I have some Reaper stuff. Mainly, I like to do their their non base colors because they give you different options. Um, I, but I been, was trying to find like a black shimmery paint for some Admex stuff and I finally found it and uh, I believe it was a Reaper paint so.
0: Hmm. All right well do you do you anticipate any differences in sales for paints just because of this tiny price hike because according to the internet right. the world's gonna end. Uh, n-
3: it, it often has absolutely no effect on us uh, most of the people who like Citadel paints are gonna buy Citadel paints until they're so prohibitively expensive that they'll they'll look into it um, but no, most of the people who buy paints from us are not painting GW stuff anyway. Um, we have just a lot of kind of random people that come in that paint D and D minis and such, and they they don't even ask what the price is before they buy them. So,
0: <laughs> lucky them, huh?
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, lucky for them, I'm not an asshat who wants to charge like you know extra money because there have definitely been hobby stores I've been to in the past that have tried that. So,
0: yeah, I don't doubt that. Um, so the next thing is that. Uh the start collecting boxes have gone up. uh, Exactly how much did they go up? And do you see any issues with this?
3: Funny you should ask, Scott, because that's not a uniform answer. Some of of the boxes went up to $90, while others went up to $95. And the issue that I personally have with it, and I know that it's a little nitpicky, but uh, I almost don't even want to carry them because, as you know, as a a proprietor of my store, not proprietor, a, a customer of my store, um, I tried to carry almost all of the start collecting boxes because it was really easy to be like 85 bucks. This is your thing. This is the best way you can possibly get started. And now I'm stuck with, do I order only the $90 ones? Do I only order the $95 ones? Do I put them on the shelf and then have to, you know, it, it just creates a really weird system to, in my mind for customers who are super casual because start collecting boxes are often purchased by people who are getting into the game. But that's, I know it's a little nitpicky, but that's, you know, that's where I'm at with it right now.
0: And at that point, you can't even put up, like, one sign exactly. saying. Yeah, and that's, that's what I
3: had. I, I, well, I didn't have a sign, but I essentially had everything on the top shelf. And I was actually, we're kind of, I've been in the middle of rearranging the store for nine months now. But, uh, uh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I've been in the middle of rearranging the store for not, about 9 months or so as a joke cuz we haven't started but my idea <laughs> my idea was to have it an its own shelf where I would just put start collecting boxes and put one sign in 85 bucks blah blah blah. So I it probably will still end up being one or the other. I'll probably only buy the $90 ones or the 95 just to have them on the shelf um, but I, I like the product. I think it's a great product. So
0: at eighty five dollars, I mean, it was a pretty pretty good impulse buy. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, eighty five dollars is a little expensive for an impulse buy, but not for a war gamer. Not not for especially like people who do a
3: little bit of research before they come in. They know they're about to drop you know $150, 250 bucks uh, when they get started. And so if you explain to them once they come in, if they happen to not have seen the start collecting boxes, they're like, oh crap! I can't believe this is what they did. and it really is. Even at ninety five, it's still a really good deal. So you're still saving money.
0: Well, that's what I was telling everybody online. I, I couldn't help it. I had to chime in, chime in anytime I saw anybody on Facebook or wherever going, Oh shit. Oh, this is the end of the world. Basically, um, you know, robot <laughs> Hitler's back or whatever. Robot yeah. I don't know why and, he's Italian. <laughs> 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 and, uh, you know, cause Oh, the, the price hike, blah, blah, blah. But honestly, it's still a good deal. And, and, uh, I actually, I think I did something for the podcast. Now my memory is so terrible. Mm. I think I did about the the price hikes for everything, and said that um basically, oh yeah, I did because I said the the way to get back to them is back at them is don't buy any, start collecting boxes. Yeah, really shove it to the man. Yeah, exactly. That's so an it's an excellent idea. It's still a discount for crying out loud. So, what about dealing with them now? You deal with a ton of different, you know. Um, Obviously, comic book distributors and board game distributors, and D and D, and Pathfinder, and HeroClix, and Warhammer, and all that. I know they have the same distributors often, but what is the difference from your end of it um, between all of the different companies? And is there is there a difference at all? Uh, there is a, a pretty big difference for the average person that I have
3: to deal with. Uh, my GW rep, who I will I will not name, but uh, I he's an excellent dude. He's very friendly. He's understanding. He works around my schedule. Um, uh, GW, from a company standpoint, they do once a week free shipping. So, like, even if it's a week where I'm only ordering two pots of paint and they're, by the way, they're six packs, not just single, you know, pots. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, if I'm only ordering, like, two things and the order's only 30 bucks, it's still free to ship, uh, which is super helpful for me. And then after that, it's it's only, like, $25 for shipping after that, which is a little bit high for the industry standard, but if you're getting one one free a week, that's fantastic. Um, as long as you are committed to buying whatever the program is, say the best seller's rack, you get the rack for free. I mean, you have to obviously buy the product, uh, which is actually why I've started to learn that a lot of stores don't carry GW product because they think that a $1,500 investment is a lot. But honestly, once people figure out it's in your store, like you have so many random people come in that you've never seen before just picking up a random box, so... Um, I, I love working with GW if he's not my best rep he's definitely my second best rep so
0: and what's the relationship I mean are you I don't know exactly how this process works so are you treated any different between companies I mean if there's a company that you don't get along with obviously yes. don't name them but right. but how exactly does that differ from company to company
3: um it, it's it's kind of uniform. I mean, if I had a crappy GW rep, I could just request a new one. Oh, really? And for the most part, they they do work with you pretty well. We we had a pretty bad uh, distributor from one of the big game distributors. Oh, uh, sorry, we a rep a representative of the company, and um, it got so bad at one point. Like, I wasn't even in the store, and one of my employees was just like. He just called the company back and was like, "Listen, we can't deal with this guy anymore. We need a new rep." <laughs> and I came back in the next day. He's like, "Hey, uh, I might have overstepped my bounds here, but I I requested a new rep." And I and I was like, "Really? I'm okay with that." Uh, and it turns out that this guy's awesome. The new guy we got from that company is awesome. Um, <laughs> uh,
0: that
3: that was my phone. Yeah. I- that's all right. Yeah, I just thought you were flatulent, but that's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so generally speaking, uh, if the company is big enough, they'll they'll work with you just to get you a new rep. They'll just swap two accounts. It's really not that big of a deal. Um, most game companies don't have like individual. <laughs>
0: what the hell?
3: <laughs> I bet it's Loremaster. <laughs> oh man. Uh, most game companies don't, uh, that I've dealt with don't have like an individual person that can deal with you on a weekly basis. Um, it's often like, oh, I'm one of their like 37 or so accounts. That's, that's just a random number. Um, but it's, it's, it's impersonal. Uh, they, they often won't get back to you in a timely manner. Uh, with GW, uh, like I'll email the guy. It's usually less than 10 minutes. He'll email me back or he'll even call me. Um, you, right now I have it set up to kind of get product a little bit later than most stores. So that's kind of a, an, uh, he, he's amended his schedule for me, which is helpful. Um, so on Thursdays, uh, he'll, sometimes he'll have to call me on Wednesday. So he like kind of goes out of his way to make sure that I'm okay on Wednesday before we get to Thursday, just uh, occasionally, which I think is a nice thing just for him to reach out randomly. So,
0: so I've heard in the past that, um, GW and other distributors kind of had like a, I don't give a shit attitude towards retailers and that they basically said, well, you want to sell our product, so we're going to do it on our terms exclusively, et cetera. Now, this was years ago. Mm-hmm. I know GW is going through a lot of changes and whatnot, but this sounds like this is a, not at all your experience with them. Uh, no,
3: not at all. Um, I mean, it, the way you described their, their standards is probably still accurate, but they're not unwavering. Um, like they, they used to be a, uh, mandatory online pricing, uh, at whatever the, you couldn't give a discount essentially. Like you could only offer free shipping. You couldn't be on websites that had a cart on them. Mm-hmm. Um, or you couldn't put, put their product on a, a website with a cart. But
0: Now they've done away with all these rules. Right. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: yeah uh, you can offer a 15% discount off, uh, online pricing. Uh, and you can, you can use any type of website cause that was kind of a silly stipulation anyway, truthfully. So.
0: Hmm. I mean, because could you make like a website and it didn't use a card; it used a bag. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, yeah, yeah. Put it in the Kleenex box.
3: You yeah, know? Like, see, yeah, yeah it's it was, there's a lot of ways around it, semantics and all, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I I think it's a it's a great I have a great relationship with my rep, so.
0: Okay, so I had another question for you, and that was. Uh, I have not been quiet at all about being concerned of their crazy production schedule. I was trying to think of how to phrase this in a, in a, in a human sentence. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, what do you think of this? Is this, is this great for sales? Is it bad for sales? Like, what exactly does this do to the retailer? Uh, well, uh, it does definitely put
3: a little pressure on us to try to carry all the new products, uh, within reason, obviously, but, um, like, for instance, I almost never order Blood Bowl stuff unless it's a special order. Um, so that's one way that I've kind of mitigated some of the release schedule. But whenever they're coming out with, like, a brand-new box set or something, like, it, there's definitely pressure on me to, to put it on the shelf. But in the in the long run, it, it's really worked out pretty well for me because, I mean, like, for instance, uh, Shadow Spears, like, I I nobody had asked for it. But then when I – because they did pre-orders a little bit early – so I pre-ordered three copies, and within an hour after I had the, the, the cutoff time was, I had sold all three of them. Wow. So it, it often ends up working out as long as you don't too cr- do go too crazy like I did on Blackstone Fortress.
0: <laughs> Famously. Fam- and <laughs>
3: infamously.
0: <laughs> so um, in keeping up with this whole production thing, you know, the new codexes and all that— what the hell is the deal with all these skirmish games? Like they just announced uh, what Warcry, right?
3: If it is called Warcry. I've heard it likened to Mordheim uh, and or the fantasy version of Necromunda, uh, but we don't really have a taste of the w- rule set yet, so I don't I don't really know how to how to gauge that currently.
0: So um, I assume Shadow War Armageddon is completely gone now, right? Correct. I do believe that
3: was a production of the last ceo before the big changes a few years back so
0: okay so we've got kill team is one yes we've got sh- uh sh- sh- uh shade spire shade spire shade spire is warhammer underworlds mm-hmm. we have uh age of sigmar uh skirmish yes we have which is all but
3: dead i, I truly, oh, really i i pretty much think that the skirmish was a a test to see how they wanted to do the fantasy version which i think directly led into war cry i guess we'll see but
0: Okay, and um, we also have a Necromunda.
3: Yes, Necromunda, yep.
0: And is, is that it? I mean, it's a lot of stuff.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's everything that GW does. Um, because Kill Team for a while was just a thing that was kind of casual. Like, they put an official rule set out, but it was years before they did anything with it. And, I mean, it's taken off quite well here. So, I mean, uh, we don't have a lot of people that actually play it necessarily in the store. Uh, they prefer to play larger 40k games, but we do have a
0: lot of people who come in and special order 40 or uh, sorry kill team things. Um, That's kind of like a mini start collecting box, though. It's I mean yeah. you get some train, you get some models and all that. It, I mean the value's it's,
3: not there, but the the uniqueness of it is definitely there, and I I I like that a lot. So
0: it also looks like um, the Admech box. I was looking at it. It looks like it's got a special character in it. Uh, did yeah. you notice that? I, of course I did. Yeah, he's like a little fat little Jabba the Hut guy. Yeah. So, <laughs> somebody's just wandering in. It's Jason. I did kissy faces. He's, he got the kissy faces from me. <laughs> so, uh, we're recording in the store, by the way, up in the, uh, the Warhammer room. So, uh, what else? All right. So, do you think they're actually going to support all of these different games? Because GW is famous. I know you haven't been into uh, Warhammer or whatnot as long as some of us have, but um, are you familiar with the term specialist games?
3: Yeah, of course. Okay. Mm
0: -hmm. So I don't know if they're still called specialist games now or not. I don't
3: believe that that is a term that is currently used.
0: Because it used to be a tab on their website that was specialist games and it had Battlefleet Gothic and Blood Bowl and uh, Mordheim Necromunda, all that stuff. Right, right. And they famously have not supported a lot of those things. Yes. So do you feel like these are actually, maybe with this new direction of GW, they're going to stick with something? Or, But then again, if you say uh, Age of Sigmar Skirmish is kind of out and uh, Armageddon right. is dead, then what's the chances of them not supporting these? Um, I mean, you could argue it one way or the other.
3: Personally, I think they're going to continue to support them. Uh, I truly feel that Skirmish was just kind of a test run of a game to see how how it was received in the public to, that's going to lead directly into warcry it might not be true i also feel like they used the kill team rules from years and years ago to kind of influence how new necromunda and the current kill team uh, are being used and they i mean they're they're constantly releasing kill team stuff they're pretty frequently releasing necromunda stuff so i can i can only be led to believe that they will do the same thing for warcry so
0: I sure hope so because there's a there's been a lot of butthurt over the years of of them you know ceasing all their specialist games right. and never like one that really really hurts me it, I'm I'm injured emotionally by this is <laughs> Dreadfleet did you ever see Dreadfleet I have never personally
3: seen it I've I... I am familiar with it, but I've never seen it in, played in person.
0: Did you know that uh, Steve's name on this show is Bliggity Blam Steve? Did you know I that? Did, I did know that, yes. Because of his pelvic thrusting and saying Bliggity Blam if he does Con- well? Pretty constantly, yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, his side of the table will be moist mm-hmm. for some mm-hmm. reason after a lot of he, Bliggity Blamming. He is a moist man, so. <laughs> you know, he's never been on the show ever. What a
3: uh, what a moist man. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> So, oh, man. but
0: uh, Bliggity Blam Steve had um, completely painted an entire set of Dreadfully. and we played a couple games, and I loved it. And then GW immediately just dropped the line. Now we're talking what eight years ago? Or so. It was a while ago. Right. So that's it would the have to old have been at guard. Least
3: eight years ago, yeah,
0: yeah. It, it was it was the old guard at GW. Sure. So you know, but that's the that's the fear I always have is well, they're going to come out with something. Why don't like you like. just start saying like there's a tier on your Patreon now
3: that is going to revive. What is it called Dreadship Dreadfleet. No, uh, the dreadship pirate Roberts whatever oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah'm it was a yeah. princess bride joke but anyway yeah, start to tier on there once we get to you know whatever eight million dollars you can just buy it from GW I'm sure that that's a a, a reasonable price for them so. that probably
0: yeah, yeah and if nothing else I could move to another country and yeah. you' never hear from me I'd also that my I opponents mean, may actually pay that so that I move away I
3: I would chip in that's right. <laughs>
0: So is there anything else that you think people might be interested in hearing from a retailer? You know, a lot of people expect retailers to be adversarial with GW. Mm-hmm. And, and supposedly, from what I've heard, that was that way from years ago. I've heard from other stores, but.
3: Right. I think I think these companies, uh, I think the current uh, leadership at GW realizes that there there's a lot more competition these days. So they've kind of changed what feels like the entire company outlook in I mean, they'll, they'll help you with whatever. I mean, like if you've ever ordered something online and it received broken, I'm, I'm certain that you've called them and they likely replaced it within the week. They're with a whole model. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like if it's missing an arm, they'll just send you a whole new one. It's, it's, they, they do a really good job. They're trying to make sure that they know that their customers are, are being well received and they, they obviously can't survive without them. So,
0: well, um, so, uh, this might sound like a foregone conclusion at this point, but Good guy GW is real yes. or like a Bigfoot esque type of mythical creature that only some people see? I well, if that is if it's
3: the Bigfoot case then I've seen Bigfoot, so <laughs> okay. um
0: you know so so you definitely think GW this is not like a farce this is not a a game they are literally trying to change they
3: they are they're definitely trying to change they they do not have the attitude of we have the best models even though they do have the best models oh weird's pretty nice too but yeah weird is awesome yeah and I love them for your skirmish game yeah (laughs) what what is
0: that it's called
3: brutality
0: oh (laughs) wow wow that is that uh I, yeah. I don't think anybody's ever heard of that because well, I don't plug you. it every fucking
3: five minutes. Come on. Come on over down to Phoenix Rising and let J.D. shoot your dick off in
0: brutality. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, as always, it, we'll end on that note. Yeah. And, and uh, anyway, it's always nice to have you on. Thank you for giving a retailer's point of view, J.D. Anytime, my mans. Bye. Let's get brutal. And now it's time for Let's Get Brutal with the Pimpcron where we discuss my free rules user and models 28mm skirmish war game with RPG light elements. We are in the middle of discussing the second supplement which is Lands of the Aether Realm and it is the Psychotropics. And of that, we are part of we are in the middle of the Sand Sea which we covered last episode, but we stopped right before we got to the Swarms which is one of my favorite creatures in the Creature Index of Brutality and the ether Realm. So, as far as the fauna of the Sand Sea, originally they were called sandworms, but the name was later shortened to swerm for ease of pronunciation. These gigantic subterranean mammals are often the size and length of a whale, with a mouth able to swallow horse, cart, and passenger in one bite. They force their way through the sand at amazing speeds, given their size, and are often seen snaking in and out of the sand like a sea monster. When sleeping, they completely bury themselves under the sand and only stick out their breathing hole through the surface of the desert. Resembling a thin elephant's trunk, it pokes out of the ground about shin high. Because it puckers at the end, it is often called a desert daisy because it comes out of the ground, similar to a plant or a flower, and uh, it's puckered. Untold travelers unfamiliar with swarms have met their, albeit temporary, end after cutting, kicking, or pulling on one of these desert daisies. Of course, you'd be walking through the sand sea, unaware of what a swarm is, and go, what the hell is this thing? A tiny little elephant-looking trunk thing. And uh, you'd go to pull it to see, what, if is this a root? Is it a plant? What is it exactly? And then you get swallowed whole by a giant sandworm. Humongous sandworms aren't the only thing that residents have to fear, though. Glitches have often been seen in this area as well, and numerous types of poisonous insects call this place home. Now, if you guys recall, glitches are all over the psychotropics, and uh, I believe they are also around the sacred pools in the psychotropics. And they are basically... Think of somewhat how the predator looked when he was in uh, stealth mode, where you see like a, a clear outline of something. It's real blurry, but they can... They're essentially like ghosts, and they will grab people and pull them straight down into the ground. And the person's never seen again. So nobody really knows, are they magic? Are they some race of things? Are they are they blanks? Like, are they a regular animal that, you know, reproduces and lives and dies? Or are they, you know, a sentient being with a soul? Nobody really knows. But they are found in the Sand Sea as well. The. Uh, now back to the insects, of course, the poisonous insects. The flesh liquefying kipes are essentially large flying scorpions, but their meat is very good to eat. Tondos skitter across the sand with ease and can easily run down a person and put them in a coma with their long facial spike if they feel their nest is threatened. Presiums are basically bull sized tarantulas that can travel at great speeds across the sand. They're commonly domesticated and used in lieu of horses in this area because hooves tend to sink in the sand. They are not aggressive by nature and can be trained fairly well. Their usefulness is really only applicable in this region because their very wide stance makes jungle and forest walking difficult for them. But of course, just like a snowshoe or anything like that, the amount of area per square inch of each one of their eight legs is you know, a lot smaller than just a person walking with two feet. So they can travel you know, and run quite, quite fast. And of course you can put saddles on them, which is what people do, and, and ride them like horses. But of course the sand sea is surrounded by jungle and there's a ton of trees and dense foliage and things like that. So it's not often to see a uh, prescium past this point because of that reason. So... That concludes the Sand Sea, and next week we will be getting into the Swamps of Sadness, which is also part of the um, uh, Psychotropics. So, as always, I appreciate you listening to my podcast and the Pimpcron Warhammer podcast. I also appreciate you sticking to the end of the show and listening about Brutality Skirmish Wargame, which is my my absolute love and pet project. And, as always, I have all of my favorite people in the world, my Patreon patrons, to thank for supporting the show and keeping us ad-free. So if you know uh, Pimpcron Warhammer podcast, Patreon patron, please give them a hug or a handshake because they make your show advertisement-free. Later!